Thank you for joining us today. For more information about the church, campus locations, service times, and more, visit ecoegt.com. Also, stay in touch with us on social media by liking us on Facebook and following us on Instagram, at ecoegt. Now let's repair our hearts as we go into the message. Good evening. Take your Bible and turn with me to the book of 1 Peter chapter 4. We're going to begin reading in verse 8 and read down to verse 11. It's our 18th sermon in the book of 1 Peter. And tonight I've titled my thoughts, Walk in Love. Peter writes, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. Cheerfully share your home with those who need a meal or a place to stay. Now notice verse 10. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Let's pause for a word of prayer. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence and the opportunity that we have to minister the Word of God. Open our hearts to receive and give us ears that would hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. Lord, help me to preach with authority and compassion, the compassion of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that you would conform us to the image of your Son, Jesus Christ. And may we leave this service knowing that we've been challenged by the word of the living God. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to begin by talking about the importance of walking in love. Last week, we dealt with verses 8 and 9, but there are some things we, we need to reiterate and highlight still. Now, remember the context of our passage. In verse 7, Peter says, the end of the world is coming soon. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. So the context is Peter is saying, live in the idea that what you see is going to vanish away and that this world is going to soon come to the end and then he says, you got to walk in love. Love. I want to take a few moments and define love. Let's talk about biblical agape love. Agape love is an unconditional love which draws out the best in others. And this agape love always seeks the best for and in the other individual. 
Now, let me say this. True biblical love has boundaries. And the boundaries of agape love is wrapped in holiness. Holiness is the boundary that defines this love. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14, the writer says this. The New King James translation, pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. The New Living Translation puts it this way, work at living in peace with everyone and work at living a holy life. For those who are not holy will not see the Lord. So the word of God is very plain. The word of God tells us that holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So agape love. Agape love will love you straight into heaven because agape love is so powerful that it refuses to allow you to remain in your sin and brokenness. Now, I want to speak for a moment about deceptive love. And I need you to hear this tonight. There is a deceptive love today that has invaded and even pervades many in the church. And it is a love that accepts the sinner and the sin. This deceptive love never calls the sin out. And I am concerned that we have emphasized the unconditional aspect of agape without teaching the boundary of agape, which is holiness. Now, remember, agape seeks the best in you. And your best life is lived when you are living in total and complete communion with the Lord Jesus Christ. Agape love is not a love that accepts a person's sin, but rather this love draws out. This love digs for the hidden treasures in the life of the one love and brings it to the surface. This agape love seeks the good in others because love is wrapped in holiness. And holiness is the boundary which defines biblical agape love. There is a deceptive love that has invaded our churches and our homes. And it's a love which never confronts. A love which never identifies sin. So what happens is we end up loving that person straight to hell. Because this love is so deceptive, it looks and feels like love. So what happens is people, our loved ones, are still locked in their prison, still bound by their lifestyle choices, and they become comfortable with their life because the sin is never confronted. Now hear me, this deceptive love is one of the greatest lies ever hatched out of the pit of hell. The reason is 
This deceptive love allows the sinner to sit in our churches and never feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit. They sit in our churches and are never convicted of their wrong behavior. The challenge is we preachers in America have watered down the message and people are broken, stay in their brokenness. We preach a watered down social gospel all while people are still lost in their sinful behavior. This deceptive love is sending people to eternal damnation, allowing the lost to think that they are okay. Let's talk about biblical teaching for a moment. The sad truth is many of our houses of worship are devoid of sound biblical teaching. And we have allowed this deceptive love to go unchallenged and to replace True biblical love. I want to take you for a moment to the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 and 4. The apostle prophesies of a time to come. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3, Paul writes, For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and they'll chase after myths. Now allow me to explain what true biblical love will do. True biblical love, it will accept you but it will call you out. It will identify the error in your life and love you back to the truth. Biblical agape love will not always tell you what you want to hear, but will tell you what you need to hear. True biblical agape love will not leave you living in sin without fighting for you. Now, I need to stop here for a moment and preach just a little bit. I believe it's time for believers, for the church, for people of faith to get back where we fight for our loved ones who are bound by sin. Fight in prayer. Fight in agony. Fight in intercession. See, this deceptive love has caused many to simply accept behavior without confronting behavior. So the secondary issue is this. We no longer fight for the lost in prayer because we think God will just overlook their sin. But hear the word of the Lord. Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says, do not be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always harvest what you plant. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is right. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we do not give up. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Church, 
Let us fight the spiritual fight for our neighbor's salvation. Let us fight the spiritual fight for our children's salvation, for our sons and our daughters. Let us be willing to weep over their souls till the Spirit of God breaks the shackles that have them bound till they turn from their wicked ways and serve the living God. Biblical agape love will not always make you feel good. It will not always feel warm and fuzzy because agape love is going to seek to draw the good out of you. And in order for the good to be drawn out of you, there are some things that biblical agape love is going to have to crucify in your life. The truth is agape love will fight for you. It will make you uncomfortable at times. Why? Because God is less concerned about your comfort level and more concerned about your spiritual level. Biblical agape love has sacrificed for you so you can live your best life now. Agape love has sacrificed for you So you can be redeemed from your former lifestyle, from the corruptible behavior. Let me read a few scriptures to you. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. See, agape love is going to call you to righteousness and to holiness. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 32 says, And what value was there in fighting wild beasts? Those people of Ephesus, if there will be no resurrection from the dead, question mark. And if there is no resurrection, let's feast and drink, for tomorrow we die. And then Paul says in verse 33, don't be fooled by those who say such things. For bad company corrupts good character. Think carefully about what is right. Paul says, stop sinning. For to your shame, I say that some of you don't even know God at all. Let me give you another verse. Galatians chapter 6, verse 8. Let's read it again. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. Remember, agape love is wrapped in the holiness of God. Agape seeks to draw yourself, your your, your best self out. Because Christ died to redeem you. Agape love, though unconditional, does not seek your comfort, but it seeks the truth. Why does it seek the truth? 
Because Jesus said, John records in his gospel, chapter 8, verse 32, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Why does agape love deal with biblical truth? Because truth will set you free. See, agape love speaks biblical truth at all times. Agape loves the hater but calls out the hate, and the hate must go. Agape loves the sinner, but calls the sin out, and sin must go. Agape, agape loves the liar, but calls out the deception, and the deception has to go. Agape loves the fornicator, but calls out the fornication, and guess what? Fornication has to go. Agape loves the gay person but calls out homosexuality and homosexuality has to go. Agape loves the murderer but denounces the murder. Agape loves the idolater but, but calls out the idolatry and idolatry has to flee. Agape loves the drunkard but calls out the drunkenness and the drunkenness has to go. See, true agape love identifies the sin in us and calls it out and then moves us to Christ-likeness. Christ-likeness in every area of our life. This deceptive love, which we've allowed to creep into our churches, accepts every kind of sin, confronts no one and nothing, And as a result, we are so-called loving people straight into eternal damnation. And I say, Father, forgive us. Father, help us to know and to practice true biblical agape love. Church, may we practice biblical love with each other. GT, glad tidings. Church, help us to return to this biblical agape love. It is this love that we are to exercise with each other. Peter said, most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers or forgives a multitude of sin. It is a love that holds each other accountable, yet is willing to be stretched for the sake of the other. Walk in agape love. Now Peter says, use the gifts that God has given you Verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are divine endowments that God entrusts to believers as stewards. I want to read this verse from a couple of different translations in hopes that it will give us a greater clarity and an insight. 
The NIV translates verse 10 as, Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. Let me read it out of the New King James. It says, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Each person has received spiritual gifts from God. A spiritual gift is a talent or ability empowered by the Holy Spirit and able to be used in the ministry of the church. Spiritual gifts help you and I to serve and love one another and continue the work of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. Turn with me for a moment to Romans chapter 12, and let's hear what the Apostle Paul writes about spiritual gifts. He's speaking to the church at Rome. In verse 4 it says, Just as our bodies have many parts, and each part has a special function, so it is with Christ's body. We are many parts of one body, and we all belong to each other. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. Verse 9, don't just to pre pretend to love others, really love them. Now catch the holiness, hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Glad Tidings Peter tells us that each of us has a gift. Looking back at verse 10, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. I want to challenge you. Identify your gifts. Another challenge I want to give you is this. Accept the gifts that God has given you. Quit looking at other people's gifts and saying, oh, I wish I was more like them. Be yourself. Accept the gifts that God has given you. And let me give you this challenge. Use your gifts. Use your gifts in the kingdom. Use your gifts in serving your family. Use your gifts in serving your community. Use your gifts in serving others. Use the gifts that God has given you. Notice what Peter says. Peter says, use them well. Use them well to serve one another. Now, notice that New Living Translation uses the phrase, use them well. The New King James says, minister it to one another as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. The NIV 
says faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. I believe the NIV catches the meaning a little more clearer in its translation. Bruce Barton writes this. When believers use their gifts and humble service to others, they are actually faithfully administering God's grace in its various forms. The gifts God gives believers are as varied and many faceted as are the believers themselves. As God's grace varies in its dealings with people, so God's gifts given because of his grace are varied in their administration of his grace as Christ's body on earth. In other words, when you serve one another well, you are ministers of God's, God's grace one to the other. And oh, how we need God's grace in our society. Oh, how we need God's grace in our homes, in our family, in our communities, and in our nation. How is God's grace manifested one to the other? When we learn to use our gifts well. So the challenge tonight is use them well to serve one another. Finally, do all for the glory of God. Peter says, do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Can I challenge you, glad tidings? Never do anything for self-glory. Let everything be done for the glory of God the Father. Notice what Peter says. He says, do it with all the strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. This speaks both of the seriousness of which we are to operate in our giftings and also the motive of why. We do what we do. God is the beginning and the end of all things. To God be the glory. Let's walk in love. True, biblical, agape love. Not this deceptive love of today. Agape love has boundaries, and the boundary of this love is wrapped in the holiness of God. Let's call people's potential to the surface. Let's speak truth to them in love. Let's accept them, but love them enough not to allow them to remain where they are, broken. Maybe tonight you find yourself broken. Maybe you find yourself struggling with a, with a sin in your life. I want to love you maybe like nobody else has loved you.
I want to tell you, God can heal your brokenness. You are made for more. There's a destiny that God has for you. But it's going to take more than just saying, I want to turn over a new leaf. It's going to take repentance. It's going to take calling upon Jesus. It's going to take an experience, a personal relationship with Christ. And this agape love will transform your life. And God will manifest that biblical love in your life every day. And every day he'll confront the wrong behavior. And he'll call you to be more like his son, Christ. God sent his son so that you can live your best life now. Your best life is found in living according to the word, the truth of the living God. Walk in love. Use the gifts that God has given you. Yes, God has given you gifts from his great variety of spiritual gifts. So use them well to serve one another. What are you waiting on? Use your gifts. Child of God, God has placed gifts within your life. What are you doing with them? begin to serve begin to serve your family begin to serve your co-workers begin to serve your neighbors begin to serve your church and watch the Lord cause your life to blossom and make the decision that everything you do is going to be for the glory of God the Father let's worship God let's worship the King Thank you, Jesus.